This drink, I like it. I know, it's great, right? Another! What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Film on Tap, where we've got the tap that never runs out. We've got an awesome show today, and as always, I am joined by my co-hosts, Nancy and Andres. We're ready for a brand new episode, but before we start, obviously, we got to check in with my co-hosts. Andres, how are you? I hear that you have an ice pack on your stomach. <laughs> yeah, it's hot as balls over here in uh, L.A. right now. We are currently going through a heat wave, and I just uh-huh. decided to pull a Sanka coffee and put this ice pack on my stomach. Just it really to- doesn't look like it's on your stomach. It looks like it's somewhere else. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I, there you I, have I, it, folks. I, I, guarantee, I guarantee it's on the stomach. I, I, I wouldn't be able to get... Um, no, and I'm not even going to go through this. Nancy, getting, how are you doing? I, I, I don't know. I think he's awfully <laughs> defensive, Nancy, if I'm being honest, and I don't trust him. <laughs> I really don't. I agree. Sorry, this heat wave what? is getting to me, guys. Clearly, clearly. But we're going to steer away from your ice balls. Anyway, Nancy, how are you yes. today? <laughs> You know what? I'm back. I'm alive. Yes. I was hanging on Yay. there for a little bit. I do. I do still have a cough. I mean, listen. I got. I got a wee bit of the COVID. It's fine. Uh-huh, just a wee bit. Wee bit I, of was, Rona. I was down and out for a while. So if you hear me cough, my bad. But I'm happy to be back, guys. Yeah, it's happy to have. And energetic you back. and not, you know, half asleep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think everyone's really happy about that. <laughs> but I'm yeah, sorry, we got like a. Yeah. Are you, though? I don't know. I'm seeing, like, your eyes are deceiving me today. I'm looking at you, and I feel like I'm not seeing the truth. Mm, I don't know. I just got the dots and eyes, I guess. <laughs> fine. Dots and eyes. We'll, we'll talk okay. about our trust issues after the episode. All it's fine. Right. <laughs> but we've got, a, we've got a jam-packed show today. So, obviously, let's get started. So, we got a couple bits of news that we're going to talk about. The first bit, we'll probably go through a little bit quickly because there's not a ton to comment on, but director Todd Phillips, uh, he released a photo on his Instagram page of, uh, I guess, a completed script for a possible Joker 2 called Foley Adu, not the Fall Out Boy album, people. This is <laughs> this is a Joker sequel. And he also posted a picture of Joaquin Phoenix reading it. Now, Joaquin Phoenix is not officially attached to it yet, and this movie hasn't been officially greenlit yet, but it seems like it could be a possibility now. So obviously... We should talk about whether or not we want a sequel, what could possibly happen with this sequel, especially given the title. So let's start with you, Nancy. What do you think about a possible Joker 2? Well, I just realized how weird it is that it's not greenlit and he's taking a picture of Joaquin Phoenix reading the script. Yeah, I know. I got confused. Maybe. Maybe. Um, I don't know. I really like Joker, but I don't need a sequel. I feel like we're just so into, you know, it made money. Let's do a sequel to get more money but i just don't need it i feel like i was good where it was at and i'm sure it'll be fine but it's not something i'm wanting or you know super excited about so i hope that if this movie does happen and there's a trailer and you like love it that we have this on record (laughs) (laughs) i I don't imagine it'll be fine and then all of a sudden you're just like this was the best thing i've ever seen i can't believe i ever doubted it <laughs> we shall see. Yeah, we shall see. But uh, how about you, Andres? Where are you feeling about this subject? I mean, the original film wasn't designed to be a franchise. It was designed to be a one shot, a once, one film, once in a lifetime type of thing. Because, I mean, honestly, you look at Joaquin Phoenix and the preparation he had to do for that first movie. I'm sure he's he's not looking forward to coming back. But unless the script is that good mm. for me personally, I think the film, the first film 
is okay and it has a lot of really great ideas but it doesn't really coalesce into sort of a cohesive narrative if that makes any sense like i feel like it has a lot of great ideas that are stitched together by some really great scenes and joaquin's performance of course but what has me sort of intrigued about this film in particular is in the title itself which translates to madness for two which is actually a real life um mental disorder where you transfer a psychosis from one person to another and if they play around with that idea like the first thing that came off the top of my head with that was the idea of the three jokers in the comic book series but with also the idea of you know transferring it to another person what if they bring about harley quinn in this Mm -hmm. universe and immediately i'm gonna say it right now if harley quinn is in this joker sequel I 100% I want it to be um, Rooney Mara, who is actually Joaquin Phoenix's actual oh, okay. real life, real life wife. So, yeah. And I think we haven't seen. Oh, they're married? Apparently, they <laughs> oh, they do have a kid. <laughs> Nancy's like, what in God's okay. name? Yeah. <laughs> did, did not see that coming. Well, I was so well, disgusted by that. Oh, my God. Well, well, well. It's, well, it's a weird match. Yeah. Tell me that's not a weird match. I just want to screenshot but, but her yeah. reaction. It was like pure disgust. <laughs> like, even the bikers are taken off from Nancy's yeah, location. Like, like, oh, my God. <laughs> but, um, sorry, either, either. They are a weird match, but you know what? It's Hollywood, whatever. But here's the thing is that Rooney Mara, she was incredible in Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, and she's done so many great things since then that I kind of want to see that dial toned up to a level of madness. I like like she plays like a truly unhinged characters at certain points, but I want to see what she looks like when she is allowed to let go of all her inhibitions whatsoever and just sort of portray that clown side of herself. That's my first would pick. Would you would you want like a more campy version of Harley Quinn kind of um Suicide Squad, Birds of Prey-ish, or would you want a more grounded one like they did with Joker? Because I feel like the the thing I liked about the Joker movie was that they almost grounded him in the sense of, like, this could actually happen to someone Mm -hmm. versus just a wild guy running around in, you know, clown makeup. I mean, I would I would say that Margot Robbie certainly has the the campy um, character really down really well. Mm-hmm. But I'm sort of thinking, like, in terms of the vibe that Todd Phillips is going for in this film more than anything else, as opposed to, um, you know, let's just recast Harley Quinn. I like like I want a Harley Quinn that's designed for this Joker. Or if we can't get that, then let's get the three Joker storyline going forward. That's that's my personal feeling on where the script could possibly go. Yeah, and like I'm, I mean, I loved the first movie. I thought it was very different. I thought it was a cool, grounded take on the Joker character, and obviously, Joaquin Phoenix blew me away. I mean, especially after watching Heath Ledger's performance, you're thinking to yourself, "How could another actor even come close?" But honestly, yeah. I think they're both equally great, but in like a lot of you know, in very different ways. Um, I mean, he's just incredible. But I never really wanted a sequel. Like it ended, and I was like, "All right, perfect. This is a very cool, grounded, different, more realistic take on how the Joker becomes a Joker." I don't really want a sequel. I mean, I doesn't really like Andre said, it doesn't really feel like a movie that was meant to be a franchise or meant to have sequels. I mean, I'm not against 
a sequel. I know the movie made a ton of money, and obviously they want to capitalize on that. Um, and I'd love to see Phoenix, what else he could do with this character. And I really enjoy Todd Phillips' direction, surprisingly. Um, and in regards to the title, yeah, it kind of just seems like they're trying to hint that Harley Quinn's going to be in this movie. I mean, it seems like it's pretty pretty obvious that's probably where it's going to head especially with the definition of that title um and if i was to pick somebody for like harley quinn i would i feel like uh, betty gilpin would be awesome like i feel like oh. it, she was the lead in the hunt i don't know if you guys saw the yeah hunt. um and she was also on glow yeah, she was really good um, that. Mm-hmm. and I, she's got like that look she could be serious but she could also be super funny too and I feel like if they're going for more like grounded take, I think she could crush it. And I think she's got like that look down. But that would be my pick, I guess, if we're just doing like a you know speed round of who you would pick. Nancy, who would you pick for Harley Quinn if you had to throw something Oof, out there? I don't know. I think I I'm not gonna lie. I think I like the Betty Gilpin choice more. So that's a great choice. <laughs> yeah. We'll talk about this later. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 but, no. Um, I don't know. It's hard to think who could do like a more serious version of Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I'll get back to you on that. It'd be kind of cool, though, if they got, like, Kaylee Cuoco to actually be Harley, since she voices Harley. Oh, she's she's amazing in the Harley Quinn series, though. Yeah. Yeah. And she, I mean, she, and she's, I feel like she's got the look, too. I wouldn't be against it. Yeah. But, yeah. Betty Gilbert better. Yeah, but I like my, I like my choice better, but I was like, you know, if they picked Kaylee Cuoco, I was like, that's, all right, you do you. But, uh, yeah, so it seems like we're all in the same boat about this one. Not, like, entirely against the sequel, didn't really need it definitely interested to see what happens with it so now moving on to our second piece of news which um you know scream six is officially happening and there's been like little tidbits of information that have come out but it was recently a huge story that um neve campbell sydney prescott obviously the face of this franchise the most iconic person in this franchise is not going to be returning for scream six because she was not happy with the offer that she was given for the movie and decided to decline it and move on. And a lot of fans are in uproar because obviously, you know, you're not taking your iconic character and putting it back (laughs) in the sequel. So how do we feel about this? Do we think that, you know, it's a good thing that she refused it because it was probably, it doesn't equate to her value as she put it, uh, that she gives to the franchise. Do you think that a Scream movie could survive without her? Andres is laughing, so we're going to start with him. Yeah, I'm sorry, but this is your your Gur moment. You pronounced it as Neve. It's Nev. It's All Nev right. Campbell. All right, Nev Campbell. I'm not going to lie, though. I was like, oh, shit. I was like, why is he laughing? I've been pronouncing it wrong this whole time. Is it really Nev Campbell? It's Nev it's Campbell. It's Nev Campbell, yeah. Jesus okay, wow. I'm glad I wasn't wrong. I, th- I, think my, I, th- I think my world just like flipped upside down. Holy shit. Is it really Nev? <laughs> yeah, it is. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. Holy shit. That is my Gur the God Butcher moment. Oh my God. So glad Holy I wasn't wrong this whole time. Yes. Holy shit. No, because I was, I was like wondering the entire time. I was like, why the fuck is Andres laughing? I don't understand. I was going to say, Andres was waiting to pounce on that one. Yeah. I, was like, yeah. I was like, all right, I'm going to. Yeah, all right. Son of a bitch. Fine. All right. All right, guy. You got me. All right. Nev Campbell. All right. You know what? I'm going to go to Nancy first. Fuck you. I'm going to go to Nancy first. That's what you get. That's what you get. Go in your corner, and I'll let you know when you can talk. Nancy, well, what do you think about this piece of news? Um... I'm actually fine with it. I think that had she kept going in the films, I feel like they would have had to kill her off eventually, and that's definitely something I did not want to see. I think they did such a good job with Scream um, 
propelling the story and moving it Are you it trying to shoot to a water characters? commercial over there, Andres? What did I know? <laughs> like, he's going to just like, like slowly pouring. What is this, an Aquafina ad? What the fuck are you For doing like over there? A, the whole time I <laughs> yeah. was talking. And, and then he was oddly Jesus. looking, like making eye contact. I felt very uncomfortable. Like, mm-hmm. what? Listen. You need to focus. Yeah, you need okay? to focus, man. Nancy, I'm Get sorry to together. cut you off, but I felt deeply uncomfortable and I felt like it needed to be addressed. <laughs> Get it. But anyway. Get it together. Get, and Get our audio listeners are not gonna be are not gonna know what the hell's going on. <laughs> well, that's why they have to watch oh, the no, episode. No. More incentive to watch. I was listening. And uh, if they have been listening, they know that is something Andres probably would do. So they are yeah. not gonna be confused. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> they know they know this is also true. You have your quirks. All right, Nancy. Now back to but anyways, you. Anyways, yes. Yeah, so yes. As you were you. saying, put the spotlight back on me. I'm a middle yes. child. I need it at all times. She, she needs full it. focus. Full <laughs> focus. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I'm fine with it. I think that again, they probably would have had to kill her off had she kept being in these films. So that's something that I didn't want to see. And you know, I feel like the screen movie did such a good job of propelling the the story forward with all these new characters that it did feel very much like passing of the torch. So to me, it's weird of like, okay, we're passing the torch, but also we're bringing them back again and you know trying to make her a bigger character. Because that seems like her qualm is that she's not a bigger focus in the movie. But at this point, it's like, there's no reason for her to be. So I'm totally fine with it. I think it's for the best overall. Yeah, I mean, I'm also in the same boat where I feel like she's kind of just... I don't know, I feel like now she's just kind of like shoehorned in to the movies. Like, especially in the last movie, I didn't really need her to even be in it. She showed up, she didn't really have a ton to do. Um, and I just kind of, I like the fact that they were focusing on a new cast and kind of passing that torch. And it kind of felt like a movie where, like, she could sit out a movie and then come back where I was totally okay with it, which which is why I'm actually kind of looking forward to this movie a little bit more now. Not to say she's not in the right and that she deserves more money, because she does. You know, she deserves more to do, A, and B, she is the franchise, so pay her what she's worth. Um, but for, you know, as a fan of the franchise, I kind of want to see what a movie would be like without her in it. I think it could survive. I think it could be fun and engaging. I think the lore and mythology surrounding her character would still be present. So she would still be there in spirit and then bring her back for like the next movie, you know, where her presence can be felt a little bit more and it can maybe be a fun surprise when she shows up. So I'm not against her not being in the movie. I actually think it could, you know, maybe open some doors for this franchise to be a little bit more creative and the fact that apparently it's going to take place in New York City, apparently. I don't know if that's officially confirmed, but it seems like that is happening, which Scream is also super Manhattan. exciting. Exactly. Yeah. It's doing the whole J- Jason Takes Manhattan thing. So I was like, you know, let's do it. Let's do Ghostface Takes Manhattan. Did you guys see the, someone made a mock poster of like Ghostface posing like the Statue of Liberty? Oh. I was like, just use that as the poster. That is unbelievably good. <laughs> I hope they it's- use it. <laughs> It's it's so good and it makes you just yeah. see exactly how detached marketing departments are for movies where it's just, oh, yep. just shove them all into the same frame as a Photoshop, whereas we don't really need that. We need more creative aspects just, just replace. Simple. simple. Just so simple. And that, like, that, like, it's yeah. su- like such an amazing Like, if I saw idea. that in a movie theater, I would be so amped. I literally, because it was perfect. It's literally just posing as the Statue of Liberty with the blade as, you know, the torch with a little bit of blood on it, and then it literally just says 2023. I would be so amped if I saw that in a movie theater. It's mm-hmm. just simplicity at its finest but anyway Andres what do you think about her not returning all right I'm gonna come out of my corner now <laughs> yeah you're but, allowed to talk now um I think it, no uh oh so with <laughs> Ned Campbell not coming back into the fray I mean for me I can't help but just be disappointed because 
Sidney Prescott is the face of the franchise. I mean, people people don't necessarily like to give a lot of credit to Nev Campbell for what she did for all those screen movies and being the glue that held it all together. It's one of those things where like Halloween, I don't think it would have been the same without Jamie Lee Curtis. I don't think Nightmare on Elm Street was the same as soon as they lost Heather Leichenkamp from the first film and so on and so forth. Once you get rid of the person that sort of established it, then I kind of feel that there is something a little lost in it. And I couldn't help but feel that way when they decided to focus on the new cast. I mean, like, granted, it was exactly what they needed to do, but I don't feel that Melissa Barrera is as strong or compelling of an actress as Nev Campbell was. But I thought Jenny Ortega was freaking incredible. I mean, as we discussed in our in our review, um, it's Jenna, actually. It's Jenna. It's Jenna. Jenna. There you go. Jenna. That's right. There, there we, we go. go. I'm sending right, the tennis got ball back over the net. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, my goodness. So Jenna Ortega. Yes, go on. Jenna, go on. <laughs> Jenna Ortega, I think, would have been there a stronger choice to lead the franchise. But you know what? That's not my call to say. And who's to say what? Again, we don't know exactly what her part is in Scream 6. And if anything it's it's probably just going to be just a throwaway role. Like, the one question I have, if she's not coming back, will Gail Weathers be in this film? Because yeah, if you confirmed. recall... Oh, she's confirmed. Yeah, yeah. Courtney Cox is confirmed to come back. Oh, Her okay. She needs yeah, yeah. that money. Oh, yeah. that's, that's who I'm more excited about. That I would have loved to have yeah. talked about weeks ago was I'm Kirby coming, her coming back. back. Yeah. Yeah. But, okay, back. all right, so... So what's called with the evidence right there that, you know, Courtney Cox is coming back. They're filming in Toronto, which infamously enough, anytime they cover New York in a movie, they always film in Toronto. So there you go. It's good. It's probably is probably going to be set in New York City. But I can't help but feel disappointed about the fact that Nev Campbell is not coming back. But also it presents a lot of interesting ideas for where the franchise could go forward. So mm -hmm disappointed but optimistic is where i'm is where i'm still at right now i'll still go see this movie although i still think it's coming out really fast like we just got yeah. that last Very film fast. and this next film is coming out in 2023 and they said it's supposed to be coming out in may of next year so we literally have less than 11 months before that movie comes out we'll see we'll see what happens we'll see if they're you know if they turn out something good or if it's a rush job i don't know but i mean it's mm -hmm. exciting that we got another one coming down the pike so fast but speaking of movies that are coming up and speaking of smooth segues let's hop into some trailers we got a couple trailers that we're going to be talking about now first of which is for uh hulu's yeah it's a hulu exclusive and that is prey which is a new predator movie that is going to be on hulu um that is uh taking the character back to something a little bit more simple back in time it looks kind of like a survival film it looks very different very interesting i'm definitely curious to see what you guys thought about this teaser trailer it felt like um so where, where are we feeling about this let's start with andres Oh my god, as a big Predator fan on my end, this feels like a breath of fresh air in the franchise, where it's something where we have not seen in the previous film before. It takes place in the 1700s, follows a, a Comanche, uh, a young Comanche girl, as she's trying to basically just sort of prove herself in this tribe. Right off the bat, that's a great story in, in itself. But there's so many things in the trailer that just give this such a different vibe. And with the Predator, it feels like he's vicious again. It feels like we're down to brass tacks. And I'm 
I'm super excited for this movie. I'm super excited for it. And then also on top of that, Dan Trachtenberg, he's really showing himself to be a really, really up and coming director with, you know, him directing 10 Cloverfield Lane, which was his debut. And he knocked it out of the park. And then he's also directed the pilot for The Boys. And that's a phenomenon in itself right now. And that has a distinct style to it. So honestly, I'm I'm super pumped for this movie. Super pumped for it. I can't tell how pumped he is, Nancy. How how pumped would you say Andre says? Would you say super pumped or like oh, super, super pumped? I mean, I feel like he's only at a two right now. Yeah, really. I feel like he so needs to get to like an eight and up. like you're barely pushing a pump, three. Pump, pump it up. I'm just going to self-destruct myself right now, predator style, while I come up with my thoughts, I guess. <laughs> uh, okay, great. Perfect. Wow. No one cares. Okay. Nancy, how about... <laughs> Wow! (laughs) We do it out of love. Nancy, what do you think about this? Um, I am the opposite of Andres in the sense of I'm not a huge Predator fan. I've actually only seen one of the Predator movies, so I feel like I can't say I am a fan. I can't say that I'm not a fan. I haven't. Oh, which Predator movie did you see? I saw Predators. I'm sorry. Oh, the one with Adrian Brody? That's yeah. All right, that's better than Predator Two. I apologize. Yeah. Better than oh, AVP. So oh, I'll, I'll no. give you that. Oh, oh actually, I, I've seen Alien versus Predator. I, I forgot about that one. Didn't get that one. Sorry yeah, there was like it. two of those. AVP AVP is such hot garbage, but I, I will I will always vouch for Predator Two. Predator Two is a lot of fun. All I right. mean, AVP I saw it was entertaining. <laughs> I wasn't like I'm gonna go watch this over and over again, but right. it was fun. Okay. But, but yeah, I've only seen those movies, so it's not like I've had a chance to become a Predator fan. But right. so when I when I went to go watch the trailer for this, I was like, eh, might be good. I don't know. Um, but I actually really liked it. It actually made me want to go um, watch not only this movie, it made me want to go watch the other Predator movies. So kudos to them. Um, I think it is. Um, yeah, I think it's a very original story, at least from what I've heard and what I've seen with Predator trailers and the other movies. Um, and what I also like about it is it seems that they're also being culturally sensitive to the topic, which I greatly appreciate in any kind of movie or, you know, if they're going to go down that path. So I'm actually really looking forward to it. So cool. We shall see. Awesome. And I'm, you know, in a similar boat as you guys. I mean, I'm a big fan of the first Predator. I didn't really like. I just knocked over a Funko. What the fuck? Okay. Uh, <laughs> my hand literally oh no. moved like two inches and I was like, no. Was um, it a Predator Funko? It was actually Bam. my Deadpool Bob Ross one. <laughs> what in the yeah. fuck? Um, I'm just jealous. It's fine. It's totally fine. But okay. Hey. He's fixed. So now. Right okay. Now. I appreciate it. Anyway. So. Prey. So I really enjoyed this show because I'm a huge fan of that original movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger. I think it's an incredibly simple yet effective movie. Didn't really care for the sequel or AVP and or Predators. Not a huge fan of those. Um, but the character is so cool. Like just such a simple, visually cool character. Menacing, imposing, badass. That like it's just 
it astounds me that we haven't been able to get like a great Predator sequel that like really does that character justice, makes it gritty, realistic, gory, whatever. This looks like it's right up my alley. Like it feels like we're taking this character back to his roots where it looks like he's being where this character is visceral again. And, you know, having it take place in this time period, I think, is a stroke of genius. And I like the fact that they're releasing like two cuts of this movie where like one's in English and then one is in Comanche, like the native language, which I think I'm going to watch because I want to do that. That's I like amazing. I, I feel like it'll yeah. actually should be a more immersive experience so i want to do that um but yeah i I really love dan trachtenberg as a director like andre said i thought he did an amazing job with 10 cloverfield lane and that boys pilot and i think that he's going to crush this one and i'm just hoping that like it's a good blend of suspense tension and that like gory violence that we've kind of come to know from this franchise and that it utilizes you know the capabilities of this character well and i'm I'm really excited because it looks like it kind of is going back to the roots of that original movie where it's like one-on-one kind of thing where i feel like her try may dwindle down and it's going to be like her versus the predator and i think it's going to be badass and i'm very much looking forward to it so yeah color me excited for this one i mean i'm more excited about this movie than i am about the next movie we're going to talk about which finally released its first trailer which is the trailer for dc's black adam starring dwayne the rock johnson where every time he talks about this movie is apparently about to shake up the dc power hierarchy (laughs) every single time he posts about it so we finally got our first trailer for black adam which is hitting theaters in october what did we think of this debut trailer let's start with you nancy I think it was fine. I think, honestly, not even <laughs> anything <laughs> to do I just, with the I, movie. I love the build-up, the rocks, like, waiting, and then you're like, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> no, I think I'm just over... I don't know. I don't know if it's I'm over the rock, necessarily, or I'm over taking these huge movie stars and turning them into superheroes. Mm. I know it's She's just not... Tired. <laughs> I'm just tired. She's tired. I'm so tired of playing the game. <laughs> I just think that I, like I know it's a money maker to get these big action heroes and turn them into superheroes, and you know probably for the younger viewers that's what's going to pull them in. But I just really want to see newer actors, newer people, someone who maybe has had small roles in something, and you know put them in these movies. I think I'm just over. Yeah, I'm just oversaturated. <laughs> Sorry. There's the cough. We were waiting for it. We were waiting. Yeah, get <laughs> it out. It get it out. Let the people know. <laughs> Let them know. There it is. <laughs> Hold on. I'm going to take a little sippy sip. There mm. you go. Mm. Much better. Okay. I can okay. breathe again. Um, nice. But yeah, I think if it were just a general superhero movie, it wasn't connected to DC, I would probably be excited about it, be fine with it. I also don't really like superheroes where it's like nothing can kill them, and that's what it appeared to be in the trailer. I don't know a lot about the character itself, but you know, when he's holding a rocket and explodes and then he's fine, then it's kind of like, uh, I don't know. It's, it just makes it a little boring to me. So I'm sure I'll watch it. I'm sure I'll still be entertained and like it just fine, but it's not something that I'm like aching to go see. Right. seems to be a theme lately. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm starting to see that myself. Nancy Mack Rodriguez. Yeah. Hey, look, she's got standards. Okay, she's got standards. All right, how about uh, you, Andres? Where do you fall on this one? You know, The Rock has been talking about this movie for over 10 years. It was 10 years mm-hmm. ago that he was announced to be playing Black Adam. And for all this was build really up... 10 for, years ago? Yeah. Because it was back in 2012. It was back when Man of Steel was still getting the wheels uh, turning on that. And they wanted to expand the universe. And the thing is that 
they just shot this movie and I'm just like, uh, I don't know, for that buildup of 10 years, I just kind of watched the trailer and I'm like, eh, it, it, belo- it belongs in that era of DC movies that where nothing was kind of going right back in the 2015s. I was speaking to Eric about this not too long ago, and he's like, yeah, it feels like a movie that should have been released in 2017. And I'm like, yeah, that's kind of mm. what it feels like. It, it, mm. and, and also, it's just, I just have a really weird feeling about starting off this solo film with a villain who is technically a Shazam villain. And Nancy, have you seen Shazam? Yeah. Okay, so everything you know about Shazam, same thing for Black Adam. Same power set, same oh, okay. exact same exact abilities. Everything is exactly the same because it is except technically... <laughs> <laughs> except he's evil and except in this one there but isn't he like it, an anti-hero eventually people. or something is that what i'm hearing no nah, in, in the comics he's flat out just he's not a bad guy he has a specific point of view in terms of why he's doing certain things in terms of the fact that he is an egyptian that was raised in in the middle of the uh in the middle of sorry not egyptian but um uh, Hebrew, which he was raised during the slave times in Egypt. So he has a very particular point of view. It's almost like inst- instead of Magneto being raised in the concentration camps, you just go a little further with this character. It's sort of that same type of like sort of that same type of blend where you're like, you understand where he's coming from, that the mm-hmm. fires of what he's been through has forged him into this person who has an immovable viewpoint on, on the world. And it feels weird that we have this version, but without Shazam on the other end of it, because the two are sort of intrinsically connected with one another. And I think right now it's kind of leading to a movie that just has all these ingredients that really don't coalesce, like Dr. Fate, Hawkman, the Adam. I'm like, these are all great characters, but I wouldn't necessarily throw them into a Black Adam solo film. It's, I don't know, it's very strange. I personally love the idea of Dwayne Johnson playing Black Adam. I just don't love the movie that he's stuck in right now. And Mm. if this is going to be the center point for the DC Universe expanding, I don't know if I'm necessarily 100% on board with that. As As a fan of the character and as a fan of comic book movies in general, I just don't know what we're going to be getting with this film. Yeah, I mean, I've been definitely curious to see footage from this movie. I mean, especially with the amount of, you know, the amount of times he's talked about it and built it up, this, that, and the other thing. And the cast is great. I mean, Pierce Brosnan as mm. Dr. Fate is a stroke of freaking genius, and he looks fantastic in the movie. I, yeah. think he's, I think he's the thing I'm most excited about in Black Adam, I'm being honest. Um, but, like, it just, it looks very flat to me. Like, it just looks very meh. It looks like it doesn't look particularly exciting or all that different. We've seen, you know, a, kind of, we've seen villain origin stories before. We've seen anti-hero origin stories before. I mean, I do appreciate the fact that trailer tries to, like, show you his history before he gets his powers and why he's so angry at the world. I mean, I appreciate mm-hmm. that. But, you know, it just it just seems like The Rock's being The Rock. And the thing is, like, I feel like I'm starting to get a little bit sick of The Rock being The Rock. You know, it's like, I get it. You know, like, you're a star and, you know, people love seeing you in these big budget action movies. But I miss the times where The Rock was doing goofy stuff or when he was actually showing his chops as an actor, where he was actually putting in, like, really good performances where I forgot you know for a couple hours that he was the rock but now i just yeah. see and it's like i don't see black adam i just see the rock in a cool superhero costume and i still haven't been convinced otherwise it just i mean i'm excited 
for Pierce Brosnan. And I'm also excited that Jean Collet Sarah is directing this movie because I think he's one of the most underrated directors out there. He's made some really great B movies with like Liam Neeson, you know, like nonstop. And I think he did Unknown as well. Um, Run All Night, too. That was great. Jungle Cruise he did, which was a lot of fun, surprisingly. He's got a great visual style. Oh, he did The Shallows, one of my favorite shark movies. Yeah. Such a good movie. And, and also. And also, uh, uh, one of the most underrated horror films ever, I believe, is 2009's Orphan. If you haven't had a chance to see oh, that, that's a good one. That's a good one too. That's a great yeah. one. Yeah, he's a, he's a talented guy, and I think he can handle big budget and small budget. But I'm kind of hoping that he brings some of those small budget, you know, sensibilities in terms of his creativity to this big budget project. I just hope that his talent and his style doesn't get lost in that like big budget superhero movie machine because he really is talented and I'm just not seeing the flair in the direction that I want at least in this trailer so I'm very kind of meh I'm very middle of the road like you guys are on it I don't really care particularly for you know about this movie I'm not like amped out of my mind about it or anything I definitely need to see more footage to really get excited about it I mean I'll end up seeing the movie obviously I'm a big comic book fan mm-hmm. um, but I definitely need to see a lot more to actually feel like this is a movie that should be like on my most anticipated list so yeah, yeah I think we're all in the same but, boat yeah but but real quick because I feel like we're all just kind of just meh on the movie so far to say one yeah. positive thing about it Dwayne Johnson looks fucking incredible in the suit like this might yeah. be the first time yeah, that we've seen that. yeah no this might be the first time that we've seen like a character live action that looks exactly the way he's drawn it, uh, like on the big screen like it almost looks like as if that suit is almost painted onto him and there's no hidden seams or anything like that it's like huh all right that's that's how that's the freaking comic book physicality i think but yeah yeah you heard it here, people. The Rock looks cool in a superhero suit. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm just less impressed because I'm yeah. like, it's The Rock. He looks yeah. good in everything. I yeah, mean, he has like, muscles. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I would love to see like the costume fittings, just like how many times like they just like didn't get it right. <laughs> or, 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 or if yeah. they were just like Chris Hemsworth, where he's like, stop getting bigger right now. It's like, stop. It's like, we don't need you to be bigger. We just need you to be this size, please. <laughs> He just like busts out of the costume. Yeah, on like accident. I could picture that, but it's ridiculous. <laughs> but anyway, so now we're going to navigate away from some trailers. We're going to talk about the big movie that we're here to talk about. The big movie that came out this past weekend actually made a lot more money than people thought it was going to, but given that as part of the Jurassic Park franchise, it shouldn't be all that surprising. We're here to talk about Jurassic World Dominion, the last film in this Jurassic era of Jurassic Park films. What did we think about this movie? We'll start with some general thoughts, and then we'll dive into some spoiler thoughts. So what did we think about this movie generally? We'll start with you, Nancy. Um, I liked it. I thought it was a fun movie. I think people are giving it a lot more shit than it deserves, honestly. Um, I feel like most likely where that's coming from is because it's the last movie of the franchise, so you want to go out, you know, probably it being one of the better movies out of all of them and unfortunately it just wasn't um Mm -hmm. you know i can't personally say why exactly i think it for some reason it lacked a little bit of heart which you think they would have because they're bringing back all the original cast members from the Mm -hmm. first three and it felt for whatever reason a little bit lackluster there's also some i mean it's a nitpicky thing but there were also some weird moments in terms of acting it just didn't feel like some lines were being delivered like with immediacy or like they just fell flat or it felt kind of awkward for some reason Hmm. and i don't know why you know exactly that is that happened but (laughs) 
you know, I don't know. It just felt like these weird beats were happening in the moment, in the movie that should have, <clears throat> they probably should have done like more takes of that. Um, but I, overall, I think it was fun. I liked it. Um, I think the action scenes were a lot of fun. I, those are probably my, my favorite ones. Um, also little, little baby blue or beta or whatever her name was. That was cute. Anytime there was a baby dinosaur, I was like, fuck yeah, you're adorable. Bring me more of that. <laughs> fuck yeah. <laughs> or anytime there was a baby dinosaur chasing a baby, right? <laughs> a baby? Like an actual baby? Remember there, there's like moments in the movie where we're like they flash like all these people like taking cam yeah. footage and like and like one of the kids are getting chased by copies. <laughs> Oh yeah, there were. I mean, there were like five though. I thought yeah. you were like a baby, baby. I was like, oh, oh shit. no, no. <laughs> oh my god. But uh, how about Poor you, Andres? What are your general thoughts about it? My general thoughts on the movie is that it is a fun spy movie. I didn't come to this movie to pay for a spy film. I came to see dinosaurs on the big screen, and I don't feel like we got that much about it. And. Colin Trevorrow always strikes me as sort of like a weird director where he's like, he like sometimes he has a little nugget of an idea and he'll just run with it, even if it's not the best idea. Whereas in this film, we are, you know, light spoilers. We're not exactly following alongside the dinosaurs for too much in this film. But it's weird because we've gotten more dinosaurs in this film than any other film in the franchise. And it still feels like we didn't get enough of them, if that makes any sense. Like, all I really recall is a lot of chase scenes and a lot of just really stilted, delivered dialogue moments. And also, you know, we, I mean, the other thing too that people are walking into this is the reunion of the legacy characters of Ian Malcolm, Ellie Sadler, and Alan Grant, which they are fantastic in the movie, I thought. I mean, I yeah. thought their their relationship really played off, and it just felt like, yep, we're just picking up where they were 30 years ago. It's great. but oh, That's so funny, because I didn't think that at all. Oh, Like, the only one I thought okay. was Ian, right, well, Ian Malcolm was the only one I felt <laughs> that was, like, still his <laughs> character, whereas, like, the other two kind of fell off for some reason. Okay. But anyways, continue. Yeah. Well, and, and the, but but also the other thing, too, is that with this, it kind of feels like we've gotten two meshups of a film where we got a spy film on one end and we have this really lab centric yeah. adventure. Ask, though, yeah, what do you mean by spy film? You keep saying spy film, but I'm not picking up. I'm not picking up what you're putting down. What do you mean? Well, if you look at all the stuff with Owen Grady, it, it has more in common with what's called with a Bourne film where it treks all over the world. They're getting chased by people. There are gunshots. I mean, they're, they're, there's like gunplay in hand and all this other stuff. And the focus is not on the dinosaurs themselves, if that makes any sense. The dinosaurs are almost used as sort of weapons, for lack of a better word. And I kind of felt that was a little weird, if, if that makes any sense. But what I really went into this movie wanting was seeing what the world looks like when all these dinosaurs are out there, they're a part of our ecosystem. What is the consequence of that? And I don't feel that we got so much of that, if that makes any sense. But I'll go on a little later on and in our spoiler section, we'll talk more about it. But overall, I just think it was an okay movie. I liked it better than Fallen Kingdom, but no, that's not saying much. There you go. 
Let's see. I mean, I'm kind of with Nancy. I, I think it's a fun movie. I don't think it's 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 like a dumb fun movie where like, yeah. it, you know, it has its problems. You know, it has its flaws, but I was still entertained while watching it. And that's kind of how I felt about all three of these Jurassic World movies. None of them have been perfect. None of them have even really touched that original film. You know, none of the Jurassic Park sequels really have. Um, but I really feel like there are elements of this movie I really liked, but then there's elements I really didn't. But I think more so than not, I was entertained and that's what I came for. And the original trio coming back, they did not disappoint me, which I was so happy to see. Um, and the dinosaur action, especially in that last third, really delivered for me and where like it got very exciting. And I was like, okay, this is great. This is what I wanted. And I really love the fact that they used way more practical dinosaurs in this one than they have in the two previous entries. You could really tell. Like yes. it felt oh, more yeah. tactile. Yes. They felt more grounded. It felt more realistic. I was like, why didn't they do this previously? Like this is great that they're using so many practical dinosaurs. I could just make such a world of difference. Um, but yeah, like overall, like I had fun with it. I had my problems with it. So we'll, we'll, we're going to dive into spoiler territory territory because I'll, I'll name the, the biggest fucking thing <laughs> I, I don't like, like about like, this movie man yeah. this yeah, fucking I just, movie I, guys I, I just gotta get it off my chest so if you haven't seen Jurassic World Dominion this is your last chance to turn this off uh, before we start getting to spoilers but definitely after you see it come back and listen to what we have to say so I'll give you three seconds three two one fucking locusts bro <laughs> right why are those That's the it. bad guys of the like, film? Like, what? You could have okay. made a deadly dinosaur. Okay. Now, okay. Now, so, now, so, now, 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 just to clarify, that was yeah. the thing I was going. It's so weird that Colin Trevorrow so decided. So fucking weird. He, he, he decided. What a detour. What a detour. Such a, such a uninteresting detour. And then also yeah. with the fact is that they play no role or they play no significance until the very no. end. No, well, literally, and I also they, thought all they it did was, was like, they used it as like this stupid ass way of like shoehorning Laura Dern's character into the story where they could have worked yes. her in, in a much more organic way. Because once she gets into the fold, yes. it's like, OK, so what are the fucking point of the locusts? Who gives a shit? Also, by the way, her job in Jurassic Park, she's like a plant expert. Yeah. So there, you could have easily like brought her back in some way because not only did she do plans, but she like, I mean, obviously in the first one that the, um, oh my gosh, what's it called? Paleontology. I keep wanting to go back to, no, no, no. I keep wanting to go back to freaking Land Before Time and call it a three horn. It's not a freaking three horn. It's a Triceratops. There we go. Yeah, it's Triceratops. Um, the triceratops. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is that thing called? Oh, you know, it's one of those classic Shark three tooth. horns. <laughs> three horns, you know. We got three horns. Yeah, we, we got, got a sharp tooth, a long neck. We, we got Dilophosaurus. We got a. We got a, <laughs> we got a long three neck. Horn. We got a three horn. Oh, <laughs> but, um, but um, you know, she used that knowledge to help uh, the dinosaurs when she was there in the original Jurassic Park. So it's just super it's weird so to me that now she's like it's so dumb. working with corn and locusts, and like no, it's that just makes like, no sense. It starts out like the movie starts out in a really interesting way, where you're seeing like all these news reports of dinosaurs blending in with humans, which I thought was great. I was like, yes, this is what like the last movie teased. Let's see more of this. Like I especially got a great laugh out when the guy threw like the dove at the wedding, and then the fucking thing <laughs> comes through <laughs> and snatches it up. I laughed so hard. I like. Like made people turn around at me. I was like, fuck you. I'm having a good time. Um, <laughs> but like just seeing those little news tidbits, I was like, oh, this is great. And then having that opening scene of like Claire, you know, trying to, you know, uh, rescue that one dinosaur from like captivity where it was going to be like sold or whatever. I was like, all right, cool. All right. So we're getting this too. We're seeing a new journey for Claire. 
and then it just goes veers into the stupid locust thing and i was like this i didn't like i didn't like andres i think texted me he's like i didn't sign up for the 10 commandments i signed up for jurassic world <laughs> like, like i don't understand like why we're doing this and then like you know anytime i'm telling you anytime the word was mentioned or that the creature was seen my attention was completely out of the movie yeah and yeah. it's, just, it's really easily easily just made it like uh, some weird evolution now that a dinosaur they made is somehow evolving into something that's destroying plants or something like that. Or like, some sort of dinosaur, not a bug. It's like, or like, that I the dinosaurs are or, like ruining the ecosystem because they keep like no, eating right. like too much shit. Or, I don't know. Like, or yeah. Or some. my my theory on what I thought was going to happen in this was that they were going to bring back the virus that was in Jurassic Park one, where it's the Triceratops is sick. It didn't get sick from the lilac plants. It didn't get sick from anything on the island it was just a genetic disorder i mean if for lack of a better word i think that's what they say in the book i was kind of thinking what if they cloned a dinosaur but they cloned it so well that they brought back that genetic virus into modern day and it could also lead to the extinction of all the dinosaurs and humanity as well and that's where you bring in everybody (laughs) i don't need world war z Oh God! <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. We don't want to kill off the humans. It seems like we're headed too. in a I think, yeah. I think, I think we still got World War Z in this movie. Like seriously, I think, guys. I think, I, I think this is a terrible writers' room. I think we're all bad at this. <laughs> not, not as well, bad, not as bad as Colin not as yeah. bad as locusts. Not as bad as locusts. But like the thing that Didn't bummed they me out. The first one though. Yeah, he, he directed the first a... movie. But the first movie was no, essentially no, no, Jurassic I... Park. That's basically what it was. Just not as good. No, no, no. I, I was going to say about the virus. I thought they also had a virus made to, um, like, kill them off if they needed to or something like, like oh, that, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. They had the lysine. Like, what happened to that? No, no, no. They, 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 answer, they answered it in the... Um, in the uh, in Lost World where it's like, you know, the, the dinosaurs have been able to basically make the... Um, because basically, long story short... They don't get a protein from something. They learn how to survive. They 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 learn they learn how to survive, but they can only survive on the plants okay. that are on the island. But they manage to adapt, and now they can survive anywhere. I mean, it's funny because in Lost World, it's funny because uh, John Hammond just goes, "It's like e- it's like you said, uh, life finds a way." And I'm like, "Ah, all right, all right, I'll, I'll buy that. I'll buy that." <laughs> yep, there you go. But, yeah. like, I think the thing that bummed me out the most, though, is, like, you go from having this kind of open-world dinosaurs and humans coexisting thing, and then we essentially just go to another island where there's dinosaurs, and, like, that's what it becomes. Like, the, the most interesting part of the movie and the most entertaining part of the movie for me is when they take, like, that detour where, like, they go in, like, the dinosaur black market, like, where they're being sold, and then it leads to this amazing chase sequence, like, through the entire city where, like, dinosaurs are just running rampant that was, like, Jason Bourne meets freaking Jurassic Park, <laughs> And I, I was super into it. I, I was like, I, this was an action sequence I didn't know I needed. I was like, you basically have like a raptor like doing the Jason Bourne jump into like a, a window. I was like, what oh is happening? Oh my god, that, <laughs> that, that dude. All right, all right, all right. No, my, 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 my buddy, my buddy Blake was right next to me as we were watching the movie, and he's like, it's even Man, filmed did, the same way. We, it's even did, filmed uh, the no, same way. It's, it's like literally beat for beat exactly yeah, the same great. exact framing. A, they yep, slow the same mo thing. it as I well. So hard. Oh my god. Like, like, no, it was funny because like literally my buddy Blake, he looked at me and he was like, man, did we just go out Jason Bourne with this? And then literally the next second, it was that shot from Bourne Ultimatum. And I was like, yeah, oh, I was like, that's God. legitimately the same shot. And then you have the same. Sh- and then like Claire 
stairs, like jumping off rooftops. I'm like, let's go. Let's just fucking get weird. I was like, oh, well, sure, sure. It's better than locusts. It's better than locusts. <laughs> that better than locusts, but God, they also had to throw in a Bond villain in there as well, too. Yeah, that's like that woman. Fucking tagging. Like, let, me, let me do, let me just, let me just she tag looked you. Like- she looks like what's her face from uh, the Incredibles. Yes, the, like, silver hair. Yeah. Oh yeah, she the, the looks assistant. Like yeah, exactly yeah, the assistant. Like her. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh-huh. Now that yep. you, yeah, that's dead on. It yeah. was weird. <laughs> yeah, but could have done without her. It's fine. Could have done it without her, but also, I mean, the other thing I also just kind of found kind of weird about this movie was that they really doubled down on that stupid. Put your hand forward in front of a raptor and that will oh stop God, them. Oh my God, thank you. <laughs> thank you. There, I was so pissed Don't at you know that because I was like, the there's, <laughs> there the are hand. so many, uh, you know, uh, as a behavior analyst, there are like behavior analytic things that you do with animals that you can train them and all these things. I was like, you couldn't think of one other one? Just anything. Anything other than just putting your hand up and be like, hey, look at me. And that was it. <laughs> But but like, it's but it's kind of uh, hilarious. It's kind of hilarious. So it. Yeah, it, I mean, oh, and it was also so hilarious because like freaking when the Carnotaurus come out, the giant freaking T Rex looking things in the black market. What's the first thing he does? Puts his hand out and like tries to stop them. And I'm like, what's that gonna do? And luckily didn't he really jumped much, out of the way. It. Didn't do nothing <laughs> at all. Yeah, so yeah. at least it didn't work in that case. So it's not like it's just like an <laughs> say all be all. But it but it <laughs> happens so many times. Oh. I do love that Ian Malcolm makes fun of him a little bit. He's like, so you just, you just like tell them what to do. <laughs> He's, He's like, like, so you made a promise to a bond. dinosaur? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he was like, is that a dinosaur on your back? Like just like the little comments. I was like, perfect. Like the original yeah. trio, see, they did not disappoint. They oh yeah. yeah. And see, that's why I feel like he was, I think he was the one that most stuck to like how his character was in, in the original. Yeah. He, no, like, I, yeah all his lines were just perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, and look, but I didn't also, hate Alan and Ellie get you know hooking up. I, I didn't oh, hate it. I, I was, I was, Finally. no, no, I, I was, was I was so, I was so on board for that Finally. after, after um, Jurassic World. I mean, Jurassic Park three, basically saying, oh no, she got married to somebody yep. else and she had kids. I'm like, ah, uh, that, that, that to me I just kind of. So that, uh, yeah, I felt so sad. And then also, when you come into this movie, and the second Alan Grant finds out, oh wait, you're divorced. Oh well, um. Uh, great. Uh, yep. like, like you can almost yeah. tell he wants <laughs> no. to, he wants to no, ask amazing. her. When, when he goes like, I'm sorry to hear that. There was like a woman in the audience goes, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I was what like, a Long right. Island thing to say. Oh, it's a hundred percent Long Island thing to say. No filter, no filter. <laughs> no spatial awareness either, but <laughs> that's a story for another day. But I, like, though, uh, I, also, it, yeah. I also found it weird that, um, now I can't remember the girl's name, the clone. What was her name? Maisie. Uh, Maisie, yeah. Maisie. Yeah. Is it Maisie or Maisie? Maisie, like um, the Game of Thrones uh, actress. Maisie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't watch Game of Thrones, so that's right over my head. <laughs> that's the only like, Maisie I know. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I did think it was a little weird that, um, you know, B.D. Wong's character is explaining to her, like, hey, if you just may let me take, like, a little bit of blood, like, you know, figure out your DNA, I could save us from these locusts and the world and all of this. And then she pieces out, and at the end, she's like, yeah, I'll do it. Never mind. I just think it was so, like, I understand that had to happen for the whole structure to 
fall down but it was just like you could have just done that to begin with i felt like they were trying to retcon her character hard no 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 no, they they were trying to retcon her character and also um uh bd wong's character as well too where it's like he was su- he he acted like such a villain. He was villain. so sad in this movie. Oh, he was it's such like, a villain. Guys, no, he's just, just let me help. What are we? The first time you see him in this movie, he's like, like life fucked him. Like, 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 yeah. like life just destroyed just him. Thinking, he was terrible. Oh man, this compared to the first movie when he was all like doughy eyed and excited it's, about genetics, and fun. now he's like, uh, yeah. and then like Fallen Kingdom, he's basically like a Bond villain basically yeah. where like he's like telling people what to do he's all like snarky and quippy and i was like all right so you're evil okay whatever and then this one he's like let me kill the locust let me change let what me i've ch- done <laughs> like like like, like, right. he, like he almost looks like as if he's falling apart at the seams he's like please yeah. god just let me do this and i'm like oh my god you you went from like one to ten in this one <laughs> and i mean speaking in terms of like character changes i know dotson we only got like that one scene in the first movie oh god he's so fucking weird in this movie he, yes so he, fucking like, thinking weird about how he was in the first one again i know we only got a, a short clip of it but he didn't seem like this nerdy sciencey kind of guy it was more like give me the money give me the dinosaurs blah 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 and then this one it just seemed like um, it seemed more like the character from Don't Look Up. Like, that's what it felt like. And yeah. it just didn't fit with the story, and it didn't fit with how he was in the first one. Again, I know we only got, like, a short tidbit of what he was like, but it's it was just so far removed that, I don't know, it just didn't work for me. No, yeah. and, even, and even in the first film, like, well, at least in this film, it felt like he wasn't able to pick up on social cues. And I get I get if that's what you're trying to do with a new character and stuff like that. But we've already kind of semi established mm. him in the first film. Like he was sitting there with Nedry. He was he was toe to toe with him. And like Nedry, the moment that he's like, don't get cheap on me. And then all of a sudden he literally just takes the bill and takes care and takes care of it. And then it's just like. That was a completely different character than what we got in this one, where it just kind of felt like they were really trying to nail all the Elon Musk isms where he didn't pick up social cues right away and all this other stuff. And he was just kind of awkward, which, again, I mean, if you're trying to be more inclusive and try to include more characters in that way, I understand that. But I don't think if you follow him as the villain, I think you need to I think you need a little more on the character if you're. If you're going to go down that route. And he seems so surprised when Ramsey, um, when Ramsey betrayed him at the very end. He's like, what? Why, why would you do this? And he's like, did you like, were you not paying attention to everything that's going on right now? <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. No, that's a big no thanks. But uh, like a yes, please. Thank you more, please. I love the, what was it? The, uh, the fight at the end between like the T-Rex and that, what was that? Like. Gigasaurus like, or something? Edward, <laughs> the, 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 also the, 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 the Joker yeah. hand looking. Oh yeah, yeah I love the spiky hands. hands so much. I love, I love that the when we're introduced. I love when we're introduced to the spiky hands one. Like his introduction is just literally walks up, sees a deer, and just goes, "Bam!" Slap. Oh, that was amazing. I love that. That was amazing. I love that. 
he was like, get away from my berries. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, but now, like, now I'm fully convinced that the T-Rex is essentially Rocky Balboa. Just think about it. Every fight that he's been in, he gets his like ass kicked. And then he just yeah. like in the last round wakes up and is like, you know what? I'm going to take this motherfucker out. And then literally just like <laughs> yeah. has the KO. But this one I thought was so satisfying where he works with the other dinosaur and like literally pushes that dinosaur like into the claws. I was like, that's badass. Like that whole fight was super yeah. fun. And I really enjoyed it. Even seeing Although- like uh, the T-Rex go into the circle making the logo. I was like, they totally built the structure just for this purpose. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, but I also it. I found it. I found it really weird with the um, I think it's called the Gigasaurus. The, uh, that's, uh, that's all I remember. A gigasaurus, I don't know. something it like that. It was like yeah, but, but, gigasaurus. Yeah, gigabytes. <laughs> Giga, gigabytes. Gigabytesaurus. Yeah. But, but in terms of why I think Colin Trevorrow is such a weird director in terms of some of the choices that he makes, he basically said that Gigasaurus was. The, the primary inspiration for that dinosaur was the Joker, is what he said. He literally said in an interview, he was like, I wanted a dinosaur that that felt oh, very that, much yeah. like Heath Ledger's Joker. And I remember Blake was even looking at me the entire time that all the action scenes were going on with the Giga. And then all of a sudden, he just looks at me and goes, yeah, that's nothing like the Joker. And I just started laughing hysterically in the theater. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I didn't really get any Ledger vibes. Joker. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Can't say I got any Ledger vibes. That's, uh, uh, that's quite a reach. I feel like that's when directors start trying to get too artsy-fartsy with it and just like... Just make a dinosaur. It's like you're making a dinosaur movie, bro. Stay in your lane. All right? The same no dark night here. But but there's also the same guy who directed probably arguably one of the worst movies I've seen is freaking Book of Henry. I've heard nothing but bad things about that one. Oh, God. I've got to tell you so much. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm curious, since now that, like, uh, this trilogy is over, which one was your favorite? Well, does one of you can, you know, go whenever you got one. Uh, mine was definitely um wait i'm sorry out of all of them or no just out, out of this new trilogy oh. oh do i have to pick one? <laughs> just like like, like what one? do you got gun to your head what's your choice uh i guess the first one i don't know i will always say the second one I mean, out of these three, uh, was my least favorite. And I've said it on here five times already, <laughs> but I will never forgive them for killing that Brontosaurus. But oh, that was, that guys, was well done, though. Hello? Help me. <laughs> Listen, growing up, Land Before Time was one of my favorite movies, and it felt like they just killed Littlefoot right in front of me. I was like, you bastards. It was, emo- it was an emotional you? blow for you. We understand. It was. It was. So I yeah. would have to say probably the just Jurassic World, I guess, if I had to pick. All right. Andres, how about you? Oh, um, this is not even a choice for me. Jurassic World 1 is absolutely my preferred one out of all the movies. I mean, like, I feel that the first one gets a lot of shit when really, I felt like for at least a blockbuster dinosaur movie, it delivered in every aspect that I wanted. I wanted to see the park up and running again. I wanted to see it fall apart. I wanted to see some pretty cool action scenes. I thought I thought the uh, the Indominus was actually a, a cool addition to the franchise where it's like, oh, what if we actually start building a dinosaur where you splice all these different genetics in. And like, at first I kind of thought it was like, uh, maybe it's stupid to sort of have a, um, sort of have a dinosaur that can camouflage and that can disguise itself and all this other stuff. But I love that, um, uh, BD Wong brings up later on where he's like, 
yeah, I had to put those characteristics in because you wanted it to heal fast. And what's another characteristic of cuttlefish? They camouflage, <laughs> asshole. <laughs> no, I just I, I love after every time. What do we after every time the dinosaur shows like a new trait? You just have BD one come in and it's like, so I spliced. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no! Like, so like, about like, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I no, added but, one more. Sorry. It was just, like, no, it was just no, like, no, okay, no. Characteristic shows up. It's like, where's BD Wong? What do you got? What'd you splice in now? <laughs> no, no, but, but but that but that I thought led very well to sort of oh, the corporate so misman. Like it led very well to the corporate mismanagement yeah, of that part. Because here's the thing: is that every time Miss Ronnie comes up to BD Wong and goes, "Who approved that?" and he goes, "You did." I told yep. you what was going to happen. You, I think the I think the word in your memo was cool. Make it cooler. And he's like, "You did this shit. I was just going off of your lead, motherfucker." So, anyway, I like Jurassic World the best. I thought it was entertaining as it was. Personally for me, it's also uh, you know what? This this is going to be this is going to be very very controversial. I'll just say it. I like Jurassic oh, no. World is probably my number 2 out of the entire franchise. All of them together. So there you go. Boom. <sighs> Whoa. Okay. All right. That that is a choice. That is a choice that you have made on this podcast. Okay. I don't like that choice, but okay. You know, but it see, is one. it's like so. You guys, you guys picked the first Jurassic World. I am a huge defender of Fallen Kingdom. I really enjoyed the movie. It's got its problems, but man, that movie slaps for me. I think it's like a horror movie. Why do and you I, hate dinosaurs? I think it's <laughs> so freaking fun i think j.a bayona should have directed all three of these movies because i think it's the most no. artistic one i think it's got the best cinematography out of all of them like the opening scene is easily oh, the best opening the scene war. out of all of them i love that scene i think the indoraptor is terrifying and i love what they did with that I and i just i had a blast i i honestly i had a blast with it and i really liked where it went the whole like selling dinosaurs in the black market thing that's not really out of the realm of possibility if it, it kind of feels a little bit realistic if dinosaurs existed and they got you know sold i could see that happening and i thought that whole scene was incredible i thought it had the best action in the franchise the most well done action where it actually felt visceral and where i actually liked the characters the most and i had a good time with it like the first jurassic world's fun but it felt like too much like a jurassic park clone but just not as good and it felt like the fallen kingdom was like if I always say that like Fallen Kingdom is kind of like the last Jedi of this trilogy where it's like the most different and where the first and third movie are directed by the same guy and the second one someone wanted to do something different and that's what happened and I think it was the best one because of it and I really enjoyed it but uh, other than that now we got to talk about our last subject which has to do with Jurassic Park where I wanted to ask you guys what your favorite Jurassic Park movie is aside from the first film because <laughs> I think we can all agree that we'd all pick the first Jurassic Park in a heartbeat so let's make it a little bit more difficult favorite Jurassic Park movie other than Jurassic Park 1 Andres I feel like you pretty much just told us what it is he so I guess you told yeah. you he spilled the yeah, beans. Yeah, so I feel like it's kind of pointless going to you and any excuse not to talk to you. So, Nancy. <laughs> Christ. We'll come back to you. Wow. Just go in the, go in the penalty box. Just, just go in your penalty box. For saying that was your second talk favorite. Talk to you in a bit. Keep filming mm. your Aquafina uh, commercial. <laughs> my, uh, my second favorite is, ooh, let's, I always do this. It's Jurassic Park Lost World. Okay. Yes? Or do yes. I got it backwards? I Reverse. think just the Lost okay. World. Yeah, the Lost no, World no, no, Jurassic no. Park. No, it's the Jurassic Lost World. Park, no. colon, the Lost World. No, it's the, Lost, it the other way around. It's the other way Isn't around. It the Lost Bibbs. World Jurassic Park? Yes. Okay, that's what I was trying to get at. Yeah, yes. yes, I, I always do that. Okay. That's it. Okay, the Lost we, World. We got, we got to get the titles Jurassic right nowadays, guys. <laughs> Listen, Come on, guys. I Come know, on now. Let's be better. It's even worse that they started naming after that the Lost World. And yeah, yeah. Anyways, um, <laughs> I would say that's my second favorite. 
Ian Malcolm. I freaking love Ian Malcolm's character. And anytime we can get a full movie with him, I'm all for it. And then also you have Julianne Moore. You have more practical dinosaurs. You now have, you know, dinosaurs going to the city. So I feel like it gives you a little bit of everything. And yeah, that definitely would be my second choice if I didn't get to pick the original Jurassic Park. Yeah. And honestly, I agree. Yeah. No, I think that's the, I think it's the second best one. And I'm really like uh, disappointed that Spielberg is like really unhappy with that movie he felt like he made like a lousy movie it wasn't like what he wanted to make yeah he's gone on the record Ah. saying that like he was really unhappy with the sequel and honestly i thought he did a great job with it i thought okay it's not as good as the first movie but it's a damn good sequel it's got amazing action sequences some great practical dinosaurs again i mean that whole trailer sequence is one of the most suspenseful well done sequences in all of the jurassic park franchise and especially when the you know uh when the t-rex gets to san francisco i thought that was so much fun and it was like so well handled and there's some great action in there and I, and Ian Malcolm Jeff Goldblum being the most Jeff Goldblum Jeff Goldblum character I was like <laughs> this is great and having a whole movie centered on him it didn't feel like it was too much of the character I thought he was a great lead Julianne Moore was great too and I love the chemistry they had they bounced off of one another in a really great way and like you know in terms of fun it was definitely the second best in the franchise for me I, I mean honestly if I had seen it you know uh, after that first film and like that time period I feel like I would have been really happy with that sequel and it's a movie that every time I watch it it gets a little bit better and I appreciate it more especially with each new Jurassic movie that comes out which it makes you really appreciate those like first <laughs> two even three movies so I uh, I definitely yeah. gotta go Lost World too. And but sprinkle a little Vince Vaughn in there as well yeah, he actually wasn't really Vince Vaughn <laughs> in that movie. He was just yeah, kind of just like I a love. serious, likable character. It was a cool little mm-hmm. departure for him. Um, yeah. But yeah. I, I mean, I, I mean, Andres, if you have anything to add about Jurassic World, this is your time. I thought Jurassic World was great. Uh, I remember watching The Lost World <laughs> when I was a kid, and that was the first time I was truly disappointed in a movie seeing in the theater just being like wow oh, that this sucked. Has been fun. Now, when you say you were a kid, you were what eleven? No. no, I was, that. You're I was like nine? 19 years old. I was nine. <laughs> nine. It's the first time I realized. It's the first time I felt like a man. First time, I, first time I realized movies could suck. Ouch. Really? Ouch. That one did wow. it for you. That one was that, that one. one did it. Because, because I loved Jurassic Park so much. And I remember going into this new one and being like, wow, there is whole segments of nothing that happens. Like that trailer sequence doesn't even happen until like 50 minutes into the movie. And there's no buildup whatsoever. I mean, again, I, I have strong feelings about the Lost World. I know I personally prefer Jurassic Park 3 over Lost World any day of the week. Come at me. I don't care. I will wow. take Al. I will take Alan over that over that wow. mess. I mean, look, I enjoy Jurassic Park 3, but not nearly as much as 2. Yeah. Same. I like Jurassic Park 3. <laughs> Jurassic Park 3 is fun. I'm glad we can agree on that. Jurassic Park 3 is fun. <laughs> Yeah. I thought you were about to be like, what? <laughs> no, it just, I don't know. I just wanted to play it up. But no, it's just really funny. We went from super harsh reaction. To, yeah, I mean, it's a fun movie, man. Yeah. <laughs> I like Jurassic Park 3. It's great. It's great. No, I honestly think Jurassic Park 3 is very underrated. 
Like, like if you like that Alan thing is like three seconds, then the rest <laughs> of the movie is like a fun dinosaur movie from Joe Johnston, who crushed it, in my opinion. I thought it was really fun. Yeah, oh, and and, and then fun. also the the freaking the uh, the scene in the birdcage. Like, I thought that's Amazing that was something scene. I wanted oh, yeah. to see so much in a Jurassic Park movie back then. Mm. And then I felt like when I saw that movie later on, I was like, you know what? It might not be the smartest out of them all, but it's got some succinct great moments all the way through. And then also I think. Uh, controversial statement as well too i think the writing on alan grant is probably some of the best in the franchise because he's had he has some really great moments in the movie where he's just like you know like like uh, like still i flash back to that moment when i saw the trailer for the first time and there's tay leody going this is how you make dinosaurs and then he goes no this is where you play god i'm like yeah i love that line from alan grant See, maybe that's also what I was missing from Dominion. I feel like a lot of the, you know, because what I had in my head was the Alan Grant in three where he's like uh, yelling face and running so much and like so much. <laughs> you know, so I feel like, you know, yeah. that's what I remember in Jurassic Park 3 is him, you know, you know, almost drowning and be like, Alan, you know, mm-hmm. all of that stuff. And he just felt very like toned down in this for some reason. Oh, I, I mean, he's old. You know, he's not going to be old. as vibrant as Jurassic Park 3. You know, my brain always goes to the realistic part of things. So at the the last scene, I'm just like, I wonder how how fast he could actually run if like something was chasing him. Probably not. That's something that's that always bothered <laughs> like me about these Jurassic like... Park movies where they run. And it's like, why are you running so fucking slow? So so the overweight it's so that the overweight camera crew can catch up with the actors. <laughs> like Jesus. Like like they're getting chased by a T Rex and they're like, Oh my god <laughs> like, what? Like, like why? Like you would be sprinting yeah. your ass off if a dinosaur was chasing yes, you. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Also that was kind of a weird thing in uh, Dominion when um uh Jessica Chastain, um, she was oh, out running Bryce the Raptors. Jessica, Je- then, Jessica Chastain. I mean, oh my gosh, Jessica Chastain. But I knew I was going to freaking do that. Yeah, that was inevitable. You know what I mean? That was, a, that yeah. was inevitable. Oh my God. Yep. I knew I was going to do that. Anyways, when she's out running the Raptor, but then in the car, they're barely making it away from the Raptor. So it's like, I, I understand it's a movie, but there's those little things where I'm just like, okay. Right, it's better than sure. her running in heels in the first like movie, so. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Yep. God. I brought it up. I, I, I did yeah. it. I, like what's called I remember seeing I remember seeing that movie opening day and then you could just hear an audible groan from all the ladies and dra- with, with watching that moment of the movie where you just like, "Oh god, that looks painful as fuck." <laughs> yep. It's rough. it is yeah. it is rough. But I still think the worst acting in the entire Jurassic Park franchise goes to Tay Leone discovering the dead parachuter <laughs> in Jurassic Park 3. Oh. It, is one, it is the most over-the-top, oh, yeah. annoying moment where I'm like, why? Why did we have to dial that up to 22 for this moment? Like, it's just... <laughs> and then she's like, she, like, screams, and then she's, like, going out, and she's like, ugh, 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 ugh. I'm like, what are oh. you doing? Did, did you guys did you guys catch the um, the reference to uh, Jurassic Park 3 and uh, Dominion with the Kirbys? I did not. No. Uh, there, there, there's a small shot of um, of one of the cars in the background, and it has the uh, logo Kirby's Paint Tile Plus and roofing, because uh, you kind of feel you, funny. yeah, you kind of feel that they had to, that they had to expand with all the dinosaurs that are flying all around the place. They have to start repairing rooftops. So I was like, oh, that's great. They're still around. All right. Yep, that's awesome. <laughs> that's funny. But yeah, I mean, also that kid, that 
shaving cream canister. I was like, yep, no. Yep, yep. That's they, that felt a little forced not, to me. That felt a little yeah. forced. Yeah. Like, where did you get that? No, yeah, Just like That's laying fair. on his memorabilia rack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was it's like, actually okay. just like a replica. Yeah, a rotten replica. <laughs> but yeah, that, there, there it is, folks. Those are our favorite Jurassic Park movies, aside from the original. And I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I hope you enjoyed our thoughts on Jurassic World Dominion, on those trailers, on those pieces of news. And of course, let us know what you think of any of these topics in the comment section below. Nancy likes her comments, so leave some comments. Let us know what you thought of today's episode and these topics. And before we go, of course, where can we find you guys on social media? We'll start with you, Nancy. Where can the fine folks find you on the interwebs? You can find me at PL underscore Band-Aid on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find me every once in a while on the Video Chronic Quizzes. And this Thursday, I do believe, the three of us will be doing a Tropic Thunder quiz. So be oh prepared boy. for lots of quotes. Make that lemonade. <laughs> oh, you see how I'm saying they are? Let's make some lemonade. Oh, we doing rewrites? <laughs> oh, you went on. Oh, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> we could go all day. We could go all day. But anyway, Andres, how about you? Where can people find you? Oh, God. You can like find me on, on Twitter. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, my God. Jeez, don't ever do that again. Oh, God. What was that Ow. one? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Gross. It's like someone oh, spitting in your ear. Gross. Is what it feels Just say like. your piece <laughs> and get out of here. <laughs> Jesus. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram as Galagos. You can also find me on twitch.tv as Galagos209. You can also find me on the High Voltage Media channel where we do retrospectives and reviews. And because we talked about Prey earlier today, we actually did an entire retrospective on why Predator 2 is an underrated gem. And you are wrong, Tom. And uh, yeah, and you'll find us on the Video Chronic Pop Culture Quiz possibly very soon doing Tropic Thunder. Boom. All right, and if you need to find me, if you need to, you don't need to fucking find if, me. It's not, it's not, it's if, not really great. Where, where, where did the <laughs> accent come from? If you need to find People me, need to find you. I don't it's know, okay. man. I don't know. I think Tropic Thunder brought out my Simple Jack. I don't know what happened. <laughs> That's not Simple Jack. That's Matthew McConaughey, bro. Um, 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 um. <laughs> Wait a minute. What do you, you mean you don't have the TiVo? <laughs> no, no. You know, he didn't get you the TiVo. Ah, damn. Nope. <laughs> Uh, that was really anyway, good actually uh, if you want to find me on social media you can find me on twitter and instagram at tom chattelbash you can find me on youtube and facebook at chattelbash reviews and of course you can find me here on the film on tap podcast where we've got the tap that never runs out we will see you on the next episode and until then you guys have a wonderful rest of your day and or evening see you guys <laughs>